A strong and independent woman is something to behold. She pays her own bills, buys her own things, and she doesn't let a man affect her stability or self-confidence. She is a soul-rich woman. Are you ready to be rich doing what you love? Be on purpose and in control of your life again. At For Women Who Love the F Word podcast, we will be openly talking about getting more clients online, getting recognition as the leader and female entrepreneur, and also the F Word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. It's time to own and love the F Word. Welcome to the show. All right, Kim, thank you very much for being here. Oh, thank you, Janisha. Okay, so... I'm really excited to talk with you. Yes. Okay, so I want to say um, I'm really very blessed to, to meet you and would love to see you in Singapore real soon. So for those of you who do not know Kim that well yet, so let me just do a quick introduction. And now, Kim is an internationally renowned speaker, best-selling author of Rich Woman. And wait, 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 I must flaunt my book. I'm a fan. I, I have all these stickies <laughs> here as well. You gotta sign them when you come here, okay? <laughs> and of course you're the author of the Good Deal, Bad Deal, um, radio show host, entrepreneur, and real estate investor. Now Kim realized early in, on her, in her career that she didn't want to be an employee. In search of something more, she worked to develop her skills and made her first real estate purchase. She now controls millions of dollars of investment property and is committed of helping women to achieve financial freedom through investing and taking control of their financial futures. Okay, so we have... Uh, Kim in the house. Well, Kim, once again, welcome. Thank you. Janisha, thank you. Thank All you right. for having me. So we I'm have... coming to Singapore. Yes. So um, when are you going to come to Singapore? I know you're going to be in Singapore earlier. Yes. So, so there's the, the big master, the, the Masters of the Century, the name of that event. I'll be there for that, uh, 23rd and 24th. And then we are doing our Rich Woman event for a day two days with my team of women there we're, we're dear girlfriends entrepreneurs investors uh we travel the world and we do not do this event um very often uh very rarely actually um but uh, veronica and richard success resources uh they've been so so good to us and uh so we're really, really excited to come to Singapore and to meet the women of Singapore. I, I know Singapore very, very well. And I know the women of Singapore and Asia are a powerhouse. And it's time for the women to step up. Yeah. Because the world, the world needs strong women leaders right now. And uh, that's why, that's one of the reasons that we're coming and we're teaching and we're educating. What made you wanted to write this book, Rich Woman? I mean, like, I've read it. I love it so much. I educated myself. So, I mean, like, you have started at such an early age and then you put this thing, this whole piece together, you know, and it's for us. So, why do you do it at the beginning? Yeah, well, the, the reason Janisha I wrote Rich Woman was because Robert and I would travel the world teaching the rich dad philosophy, speaking to big groups, um, and I would get up on stage and I would speak to the women for just a few minutes. 
And at every event, whether it was Singapore or London, Tokyo, Johannesburg, wherever it was, at the end of the event, I'd always be surrounded by women. And they had the same questions and the same issues. And the biggest thing I realized is there's a huge, huge, huge demand for women to be educated about money. And actually, you know, we women, not only have we not been expected to know much about money, but we've actually been taught to depend upon somebody else for our financial well-being, be it a husband, family member, government. We've actually been taught not to take, not to, not to take care of ourselves financially, but to be dependent on somebody else. So that puts us often in dire straits. So my whole message is we need to be in control of our own finances. We need to step up and be financially literate. And ideally, it's up to each one of us to be financially secure and financially. Nobody's going to do that for us. No financial advisor, no financial planner. It's up to us. And it's not rocket science. Anybody can do it, but it takes time and it takes education. I think one of the big pieces is when you said anybody can do it, anyone can do it. It, it feels like a, a, a hurdle because a lot of us in our education system, we are taught that you know, if, to go this way or, or you know, when we were supposed to go to the left, if we go to the right, if teachers say go to the right, we'll go to the right. So we're kind of like boxed up in this system where we are not taught financial literacy at a very young age in our generation. And how can we do more? I mean, like now that you're saying that anybody can do, how can we cross this hurdle in our minds that we can actually do it? Yeah, well, when you say minds, when you say mind, Janisha, that's, that's the biggest part of it is number, number one is our thoughts and our beliefs rule everything. So if our thoughts and beliefs are, I don't know anything about money, I'm not good with numbers, you know, somebody else will take care of me, then that's a recipe for disaster. So actually starting to take control of your finances starts very simple. We start small, we take baby steps, we don't um, go for the big deals, we stay with the small deals. The most important thing is that understand there's no secret sauce there's no magic pill there's no real everybody wants this the the, the, um, the answer the, the fast answer give me the answer and i'll do it give me the answer give me the, give me the secret sauce there's not it's a process and it's a process of education it's a process of experience but it's not difficult it's just a matter of committing to wanting to have what, what, what money really is, is about freedom, about having choices. And too many of us women find ourselves in dire financial straits as we get older due to death of a spouse, divorce, bad money management. So too many of us women find ourselves in a financial crisis, and that does not have to happen. So it, it is not difficult, but it does take time. It's gotta, you've got to commit to it, and you've got to put in the, the effort. So what is the minimum amount that any woman can start in, you know, to build her financial future? Oh, well, I started with nothing. I started with nothing. I, and, and I'm going to tell you, the, probably the best thing of all is that I did not have the money. Robert and I did not have the money. So, for example, our very, very first investment, my very, very first investment was a little two-bedroom, one-bath house 
in a place called Portland, Oregon. I it was $45,000. I needed $5,000 down, $5,000. Did not have it. But here's the beauty of it. Uh, probably for the first 10 to 12 real estate deals I did, I did not have the money. And what that forces you to do is get very, very, very creative. So once you see the property or whatever investment it is you're interested in, once you see it and touch it and feel it, then it puts your mind to work on how can I now get the money? How can I create the money in order to get the investment? Um, mm. And that's probably one of the biggest things. So when people say, when I get the money, I'll invest. Chances are, you know, when I have extra money, then I'll start investing. Chances are we, we're always so busy. We always have something that takes up our money. So I always say, find the investment first, then the money will come. Figure out, figure out how to get the money. I remember watching one of your interviews, in fact, in a recent one that you did when you were in London. You talk about actually being financially free. It's so simple. You spoke about the concept of keeping your um, expenses low while the money that you bring in just, just higher than whatever that you are spending. And that difference in itself is financial freedom. Tell us more about this mind-boggling concept <laughs> because people think that having... Financial freedom is multi-million of dollars. Yeah, exactly, 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 Janisha. So, so when in 1994, Robert and I were financially free, and exactly as you say, everybody thought, "Oh, you must have millions of dollars set aside in savings that you're going to live off of." No, that was not the case. And our formula is very simple. What you want to do is create positive cash flow. My my investment of choice is real estate. There's many other ways to, to gather cash flow, whatever works for you. But we had $10,000 a month cash flow from our rental properties, but we only had $3,000 a month in living expenses. So at that point, $10,000 coming in, $3,000 going out, we were financially free. And the most beautiful thing about that is that for the first time, I didn't have to worry about money which was huge. I mean, we all worry about money. How do we pay our bills? How are we going to you know, make this payment? How are we going to do the next thing we want to do financially? And I, number one, I did not have to worry about money anymore. And number two, it gave me the luxury to ask myself, what do I really want to do with my life? So it's all about financial freedom. It's about freedom. It's not so much about the money. It's about freedom. It's about having choices to live the life you want to live. That's what it's about. And then I want when to tell you, every single every single real estate investor, successful real estate investor that I know, started small, worked through their process, and today because of that, that's what makes them successful. And so, I am very straightforward. I'm very forthright on what it's going to take. The reality of what it's going to take. Any woman, if I can do it. I didn't know anything about money. I didn't know anything about investing. I didn't know anything about real estate. So if I can do it, you can do it too. But there must be a gap that you filled up, right? I mean, the time when you understood your expenses were low and you know mm -hmm. having more cash flow to that point of zero, to that point of acceleration, what was it that filled the gap for you and Robert? When you say fill the gap, Meaning that do how mean, do you yeah. have that awareness to know that, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Oh, I made a ton of mistakes. <laughs> a ton <laughs> of mistakes. 
A, a ton. I mean, that's the key to success. I'm going to tell you right now, that's the key to success is making mistakes. Everybody's so afraid of making a mistake. The only way we learn is by making a mistake. So Robert started to explain to me what his rich dad taught him about real estate. And he's like, okay, so go, go, go buy something, go figure it out. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to figure this out. Um, I just went bumbling and stumbling along, but the key is you've got to get into action. So I always say, get some education, get some education, get some financial education on the asset class you like. There's four asset classes, the asset class you like. And then once you have some education, start very small, take baby steps, put a little money down, because as soon as I put some money down, my interest goes way up, way up. If I, if I put $100 onto something, I'm going to be interested in what that's going to do. So, for example, today, one thing I recommend for women especially is go out and buy a one-ounce silver coin. It's going to cost about $20 U.S. today. But what that does is because you've now got this asset or this, this, this gold, this silver coin, all of a sudden your interest will go up. You'll look at the price of silver every single day. What's it doing? Why is it up? Why is it down? And because you've just parted with $20 US, you become this quasi expert on silver. I, I'm a big believer in you've got to put some money down, get into the game and then that's where the real learning happens. You got to go out and do the real thing. I love that. It's where your um, treasure is. That's where your heart will be. Now, how can a woman uh, with kids, you know, a lot of them are asking, you know, they have kids, yeah, they have yeah, work, yeah. all at the same time, you're saying that you have bills to pay, and you're thinking about education, oh no, I, I can't do this. So how do you strike, advise them to strike a balance between raising kids and building their wealth? Right, that's a great question. I, Robert and I do not have kids, purely by choice. I have, I have one kid called Robert. <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> That's about all I can handle. Um, but my my girlfriends, for example, Lisa Lannan, she's a rich dad advisor. Um, she and her husband, Josh, uh, teach on, they have very successful businesses. They have two kids. Um, they involve their kids in their business. They involve their kids in their investing. So when they go out and look at a property, they bring their children along. So they educate the kids as well as educate themselves. So for women, I, I mean, I, I just, especially with the internet, there's so much opportunity out there on the internet for business and things like that. Um, I think the parent, of course, is going to be the best teacher. So why not include the kids? You're, it, it amazes me how young kids get interested in money. I mean, they know about money when they're very, very young. So why not educate them while you're educating yourself? I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think you can do it together. Yeah, here and, and same, yeah. same with relationships. Same with couples. Um, I'm not. I'm not advocating that a woman go out there if she's married and she has a life partner that she go out there and do this all by herself and separate from her spouse. This is ideally investing is something that you want to do together as a couple because you grow together, you learn together. Um, I do not understand why people. You work so, 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 so hard for your money. And we work every single day for that, for the paycheck or for the, if you're a business owner, for that revenue. You work so hard for it. 
why would you turn it over to somebody else that you hope and pray is going to do a good job with it? Nobody is going to take care of your money better than you. And the most important thing I think someone can do is be aware, get educated and, and invest their money themselves and be more and be responsible for your, for your finances. That's right. And if you have not, if you have not signed up for our Rich Woman event happening on the um, 26th and 27th of October, do remember to stay tuned to the end because we've got a really, really special gift for you where you can get a really special, I would say, discount. <laughs> okay, so do remember to stay tuned, okay, to the end, all right? Very, very important. Now, I, I'm very curious. You, you mentioned about your partnership with Robert and, you know, like a relationship, right? And this is a question that I always ask power couples, okay? And how do you consistently, um, you know, we talk about power struggle. How do you consistently work together hand in hand? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what is like two relationship advice or three tips you would give any woman, you know, whose uh -huh. husband probably uh -huh. have, you know, some kind of um, thing going on, but how can they manage it better just like you? Uh, well, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't do it perfectly by any means. Um, Robert and I, you know, being, being married is, 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 not the easiest thing either. I mean, you're always working on it to keep growing and to keep growing. So to be married and to be business partners is not for everybody. Absolutely not for everybody. It, it works for us. But the one thing I found is that we have very different roles. Um, so Robert was always, you know, it's, it's, it's his, it's his story. He's the visionary. I love the business. And I, I never, I never ever expected to be on stage doing the whole rich woman thing. I love business. Even today, um, we have totally reinvented our company over the last few months. So I was not actively involved for the last few years. Today, I am the CEO and president. I am in there every single day running the company with our team. Um, but I love the business. And Robert is the author. The, he's the, is the big picture. So that works really well for us. Matter of fact, the only arguments we have are about the business. You know, we don't we don't have arguments personally. We we have arguments about the business because we're very passionate about our business. It is our baby. Our our mission from day one in 1996 has always been to elevate the financial well-being of humanity. We live that. We breathe that. Um, with the company today, we're getting back to our our, our roots of what that's about. We're building, um, bringing out the cash flow clubs. Uh, our first product. In, our, our first product, Janisha, was uh, the cash flow board game. And that's near and dear to our hearts because that's where people can teach people. So Robert and I don't have to be going all over the world teaching. People can teach each other through this cash flow board game. Um, so in terms of how we work with a couple, I don't have three tips. It's, it's always a dance. It's always a dance. And you've got to you've got to allow each other to bring their talents and their gifts to the table, and that's what works best for us. Many women tell me that, oh, you know, Janisha, I can't come for the rich woman event. You know, I'm too busy taking care of my kids. Oh, mm. I need to ask my husband about the investment I'm about to make. What would you say to this woman uh, with so many yeah. things to consult someone else? Yeah. Okay. So. 
Okay. I think the most important investment anybody can make, men or women, most important investment is to invest in yourself and to invest in your education. And for me, it's about your financial education. So to think that, you know, at, at some point, you got to put yourself first. As a woman, we tend to put everybody else first. We put our husbands, our family, our kids, everybody else first. There comes a time where you got to say, hey, I got to put myself first. It's like, it's like when you get on an airplane and they say, in case of emergency, put your oxygen mask on first before helping others. I think, right, right? So I think women have got to start putting on their oxygen masks first, start taking care of themselves. Um, and to say, I can't come because of my husband or my kids, it's just an excuse. It is just an excuse. Either you want to do it or you don't. If you don't want to do it, just say, I don't want to do it. Don't say it's because of my kids. Don't use it, the excuse. There's so many excuses out there. So you got to decide for yourself what's most important to you in your life. And as I said, oftentimes too many of us women find ourselves in a financial crisis and they're not educated about money. They have no idea. Let's say the husband passes away. She has no idea where the money is, what they've got, where it is. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Helper come along and say, I'll take care of you. And next thing you know, she's broke. So if you, especially if you're a mom, I think you owe it to yourself to, to, to get financially educated to take care of you and your kids in case something happens. Wow, that's really a golden nugget, ladies. Delete all your excuses and bring on that action. It's either a yes or a yes. <laughs> There's no other way. For example, um, I'll give you one, one thing that I've learned over the years is that when people say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get there. I'll, I'll try to be there. You know, yeah, I'll try, I'll try to make it. If you're saying I try, you're already saying I'm not going to do it. Because mm. try doesn't even exist. Try, you know, try to try to t try to pick up this pen. Well, I pick up. No, you picked up the pen. Try to pick it up. Mm. You pick it up. Oh, I picked it up. There's try doesn't even exist. So as soon as somebody says, "I'll, I'll try to be there," or "I'll think about it," you know, it's just an excuse. So just be honest with yourself. Whether we want to do it and invest in ourselves. So yeah. what what are the three investment avenues other than herself that a woman can look into to start building her first steps to wealth? Mm. Um, well, there, there's Janisha. There's four asset classes, and and Warren Buffett says there's many ways to financial heaven, and you got to find the way that's right for you. Mm. So the four asset classes. One is business investing in other businesses, building your own business. There's real estate, which is my investment of choice. I, I love real estate. I just, it, I understand it. It works for me. There's paper assets like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and there's commodities, commodities, gold, silver, copper, soybeans, coffee. Those are all commodities. So you've got to find the investment, the asset class that sings to you. And, and it will. It will speak to you. So, for example, I knew early on that real estate, I, I, it's fun to me. It's a fun game. I enjoy it. Um, I understand it. My girlfriend, who was an accountant, loved trading. She loved day trading. She loved trading what's called options, stock options. She got, was very good at it because that's the way her mind worked. So don't 
go along just with what I say. Just because I do real estate, that doesn't mean that might be the best thing for you. But my two investment choices are business and real estate. I've tried stocks. I've taken classes in stocks. I have studied the stock options, things like that. It doesn't fit with my personality. So you've got to find the, the one that's right for you. And then, and then the other key is there's two things that investors invest for. One is capital gains. So capital gains is you buy a stock at $20, it goes to $50, you sell it, and your profit is called capital gains. If you buy a house for $100,000, put a little money into it, sell it for $150,000, your profit is called capital gains. You must sell an asset in order to realize capital gains. You have to sell. The other thing investors invest for is cash flow. I am the queen of cash flow. I love cash flow. So cash flow is where, like for in paper and stocks, maybe every twice a year, once a quarter, you get a dividend check on your stock. That dividend is cash flow. Because you, you're putting money in, it's working for you, it's giving you a return cash flow. You buy a rental property, okay? Every month you collect the rent, you, you pay the mortgage, you pay the expenses. If you've managed the property well, at the end of the month, you have a positive cash flow. Mm. So I am all about cash flow because once you buy an asset and it's giving you cash flow every month, eventually you keep accumulating more and more assets that are, that are giving you cash flow that's flowing into your income column. At some point, your income from your cash flow will replace the job salary paycheck that you're getting. And at that point, you're financially free. That's mm -hmm. what I'm about. Money has the power, especially for women, to enslave you or to set you free. Okay? Too yeah. many women marry for money or in bad relationships because they're afraid they can't make it on the, their own financially. They're in jobs they hate because they need the paycheck. So I am not about having money enslaving. I am all about money setting you free. Wow. This is a very important statement. It's all about having the money that allows you to set you free, right? Yeah, free yeah. to do what you want, to live the life you want, to do what it is you really want to do with your life. We all have a gift. We all have a talent. Oftentimes it's covered up because we have to work for money. We have to kind of sell our souls for money. So what if you had the financial freedom where you didn't have to do that anymore, where you could just live your life true to who you are at your wow. core? Wow. So what will you be sharing with our audience, our women, this coming October? What exactly will you be covering to how we're going to discover our personality types to work in the different asset areas? Or are yeah. we we're going to learn more than that? Tell us more. Well, there, there's a lot we're going to cover in two days. <laughs> and, I have, and I have my three girlfriends, um, again, entrepreneurs. So Lisa Lannan, Seal Stanford, Rhonda Jaggers, entrepreneurs, investors, very, very successful. We teach as a team. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we're going to cover really three areas. So we're going to cover financial development, you know, financial education, financial development. We're going to talk about investments. You're actually going to analyze some investments. We're going to talk about business development, about entrepreneurship, building a business, investing in a business. We're going to analyze a business. 
But I, the key, the real key to all of this is personal development because you are the foundation of everything successful in your life. And for me and for Robert, people often ask, you know, what's your, what's your secret to success? What's your secret? Da, 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 da. Well, there's really no secret except we work on ourselves. We work on this because this is what holds us back. The, the fear, the doubt, the, all, of the, all of the things that get in our way, that's what holds us back from success. So the more we can clear this and work on this and work on us, the more we grow. So for somebody who's just starting out, if you're just starting out in, in, in investments, in real estate, in a business, it's scary because it's an unknown. We haven't done this before. We've got this horrible fear of making mistakes. Um, so when we come up against obstacles and things like that, oftentimes it, this is the biggest obstacle. So if we can keep clearing our thoughts, our beliefs, our ideas, especially around money, that can free us up to move forward and have a lot more energy. Wow. I love that. Now, for those of you who just joined us, we just want to acknowledge you right now. Uh, there's many of you here in the room. Okay, We just want to acknowledge you. We know that you could be doing something else. So we are doing everything in our power to make it well worth your time. All right. So uh, to, uh, after the end of this webinar, the webinar replay will be posted on Success Resources Facebook page. So not to worry if you missed the front part. So it'll be available on the Success Resources Facebook page. And also at the end of the webinar, we will be sharing with you a gift. Okay. Last but not least, you get to ask questions. All right. And we have already more than 10 questions sitting on my table um, that were already pre-given to us and you know, like since so one whole list. So the team has already filtered some of those uh, important ones that desperately they, they wanted them to be answered. So Kim, um, one of the questions that came in during the Q&A um, actually asked um, how to start a real estate business with limited resources. So that's one of the questions uh, that um, the participants have given us. How, what would you say about that? Yeah, um, and a lot of people say that. I know I, they all think it takes money to make money. I'm here to tell you it doesn't take money to make money. Um, I'm a I'm a walking example of it. As I said earlier, my first probably ten investments, I did not have the money. And what the number one excuse people use is I don't have money, so I can't invest. I would say number one, start getting educated on whatever it is that interests you, whether it's real estate, whether it's business, whether it's stocks, bonds, options. Whatever it is, start getting educated because then you'll start to see things differently. And the second thing is go find an investment. Whether you have money or not, go find one. Just go start looking. Start small. I always say get some education. Take baby steps. Start small. Go buy a share of stock. You know, that can cost you like 10 bucks. You know, that's easy. Just, just, but don't overthink it. Just get into some action. Get some education. Start small, go buy that silver, one ounce silver coin, go buy a share of stock. You know, online, there's so much opportunity online for you to, to, to create assets online. Um, but I would, I would start there. I would start there. Just start. Don't think about it so much. We get into analysis paralysis and they all want the formula first. Just start. Just start. 
there's two things you can invest. You can invest time and you can invest money. So before you start investing your money, invest the time in your education and your investment education. Do that first, then invest a little bit of money. A little bit. A little bit, because you're going to make mistakes. Okay, I'm going to say one more thing, Janisha. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. So we all go to school, especially in Singapore. School is very important. You know, we're all taught to, you know, got to go to the right school. You got to get the education, all of this. Let me tell you that what they teach you in school is opposite of what it takes to be successful in real life. So, for example, number one, in school, they say don't make a mistake. They punish you, right, for making a mistake. They give you an F. They give you a red mark. They humiliate you in front of people, okay? So people come out of school scared to death of making a mistake. The only way we learn is by making a mistake. A mistake only shows you something that you didn't know. So you make the mistake and you get the lesson. Instead of going, oh, my God, I made a mistake, and you beat yourself up, what's the lesson? Where is it? What's the learning in that mistake? Then we get smarter. Then we can move forward. So number one, they teach you not to make mistakes. Number two, school teaches you to do it on your own. In real life, if you do it on your own, you're only going to go so far. You need a team. You need people around to support. You need that. You need the team for investing. You need the team for business in order to grow and, and build it. And the third thing that school says is there's only one right answer. Well, no, there's a lot of right answers to the same problem. There's a lot of right answers to one problem. There's not one right answer. And we're, and we're trained to look for the one right answer. Give me the one right answer. Everybody says, you know, how, how, do, I, how do I get successful? Give me the answer. No, there's no one right answer. There's a lot of answers. So a lot of it is deprogramming our mind to what we were taught in school. School actually can, can, can hinder our success for what it takes to be successful in real life. Wow, that's very good advice. One of the other questions is, what are your go-to time management strategies? I mean, you're so busy, you're about business, managing so many things. You know, how do you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I, 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 you know, there's different personality types. My, my personality type is, I, I call it, it's called a quick start. I, I go to I go to solution very quickly. I go to action very quickly. So I don't think, and, and sometimes that's a plus and sometimes that's a minus. Um, but I just know that I, I know the most important things I need to handle and I do my best to handle those first in the day. So, But, but do, do, do you intuitively know what exactly you have to handle no. or do you like have a priority list that you do or something? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I do, I do, as I've gotten older, and maybe because of more experience and more knowledge, my intuition does kick in stronger. Um, and I don't have to do lists. I, I just I don't do well with them. But I have maybe five things like every day, maybe five things that I have to that I have to do. And here's the here's the thing for that that has worked for me. Um, Oftentimes, the things that are uncomfortable that I don't want to do, like you got to make that phone call and tell somebody that you're not going to do business with them or, or you know, there's an upset and you need to confront it. So what I've learned is I've gotten pretty good at confronting the things that make me uncomfortable. Wow. And, and, 
Well, I would say this for for in all aspects of life, and this comes if you want to build your business, if you want to start investing. If you have a hard, you've got to get start getting comfortable being uncomfortable. You've got to do those things that are going to stretch you. If you want to be successful, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. If you keep doing the same thing day in and day out and day in and day out and not stretch yourself and not get out of your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. So my my fitness coach says, you know, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And he gives me the hard exercises. I'm like, I don't, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> I really don't want to run up those stairs 20 times. He goes, well, then just stay comfortable and stay where you're at. Wow. And how do you know? Yeah, I, I love that. And how do you know? I mean, I just want to add one more question to this. How do you know exactly when you are in the comfort zone so that you can activate the other part of you and say, hey, it's time to, you know, get out and get moving? Yeah. Well, you you know, because you, you feel it inside. Like, let's say there's a phone call you need to make and it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, your body will tell you because it'll feel like this angst and it'll feel... You, you know, it might be a little scary. It might feel um, like little goosebumps and, and all of that stuff. You know when there's something that you need to do that's going to that's gonna take a little more effort and either you're going to do it or you're not. So, for example, on my very, very first real estate property, my little two-bedroom, one-bath house, I was scared to death. You know, I, what if I make a mistake? What if the tenant moves out? What if I lose money? You know, what if, what if, what if, what if I was scared to death and there came a time where I went, okay, I'm either going to do this deal or I'm not. And I knew if I did it, there was going to be a big learning curve and it was going to make me very uncomfortable, but I was going to learn something. And if I didn't do it, I wasn't going to learn anything. So, you know, in your heart, whether you're backing off or whether you're pushing forward, you know. And you know when you wimp out and you know when you go for it. And so right now, for women right now, I'm saying women, we need to go for it. We need to go for it. The world is really messed up right now. It's messed up financially, economically, morally, ethically. And I think it's up to the women to turn things around because we bring a different energy. We bring a different spirit. We bring a whole different personality to, to the world. And too many of us have been sitting in the background, letting everybody else, letting the, 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 our spouse and everybody else do stuff. Right now, it's up to women to stand up, to start being role models, start being leaders in their families, in their communities, in their cities, in their countries. And that's more why I speak and why I educate. It's not just about you getting financially secure. It's really about women stepping up and taking a leadership role and really changing the world, really making wow. a difference in the world. It's about making a difference in the world. Wow. Two more questions. Sure. How to, how to recover from paycheck to paycheck situation when you have too many obligations? How to recover from paycheck to paycheck situation when you have too many obligations? So I'm assuming they're talking about financial obligations. Yeah, I think so. Financial obligations. Mm. Um, so, okay, so here this comes from neuroscience. I've, I've studied neuroscience lately. 
and how real change and real transformation happens. So if you're in that situation, you got to ask yourself, if I keep doing what I'm doing every single day, am I going to get the outcome I want? Right? So if, if somebody is living paycheck to paycheck and they've got all these obligations, if they, if they keep doing what they're doing, is it going to change that situation or not? And if it's not, then they have to ask themselves, what do I need to do in order to change it? So for real change to happen, real transformation to happen, it's a four-step project, a four-step um, process. One, you got to get information. Two, you got to take action. Okay. So if somebody's in that situation and they're not doing anything different, nothing's going to change. So you got to take action that's different. The third step is what's called feedback. So for every action we take, every single action we take, there's feedback. So if I shake your hand and you shake my hand back, that's feedback. If you, if you touch your finger to a hot stove and it burns, that's feedback. Too often, we have all this feedback coming to us that is gems. They're gems. They are, they are like the best information, but we're ignoring it. We're not aware of it. We're not paying attention to it. So we don't learn from it. And then the fourth is when you get that feedback, let's say you're launching a new product and nobody buys it. Sales are zero. That's feedback. So then you got to take that feedback, what you've learned, and the fourth step is called incubation, where you where you take time to yourself and really incorporate what you've learned into your into your body of knowledge. So if somebody is living paycheck to paycheck and struggling, they got to ask themselves, is, is what I'm doing, if I keep doing this every single day, is it going to change? And if not, then they got to start looking for new answers. People don't like change. They just they want to be comfortable, and it's the it, it's it's the killer. It, it's the killer. If you you know you just want to be comfortable, then just know that as long as you want to be comfortable, nothing's going to change, and you're not going to probably get the outcome that you want. Wow. <laughs> wow, and I mean, for people to be from moving from them from unconscious competence to conscious competence would exactly. probably take the rich woman education. So, yeah. <laughs> so That's you must. That's a yeah, good way to say it. You must invest in yourself yeah. to, so that you can up level your financial, um, you know, knowledge and really your financial education. Okay, yeah. here at Rich Woman. Yes, yeah, because we, we most women they love to spend money. Yeah, we love to shop. <laughs> We love to spend money, right? So yeah. at the at the seminar, the two-day seminar, we're just going to talk about how to spend money differently, how to spend it, what to spend it on. Instead of spending it on shoes and handbags and all that good clothes and all of that stuff, we're going to talk about how to spend your money so that it makes you money and it makes you financially free. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's not, again, it's not rocket science. It's just rethinking, changing your mindset to think a different way, to see things differently. For example, everybody's talking about a, a big crash that's coming. There's a, probably a global economic crash that's going to happen. Well, if that happens, especially let's say for real estate, when a real estate crash happens, that's the best opportunity to buy your your investments that are going to make you a lot of money. It's just like when when clothes go on, when the store has a big clothing sale. Okay, we all go in and buy because it's cheap. 
Well, when there's a real estate crash, it's cheap. You go in and buy. But unless you know what to look for, unless you know a good deal from a bad deal, you're going to miss the opportunity. Hmm. So right now at our event, we're going to talk about how do you find a good deal versus a bad deal? How do you spot a good business from a bad business so you know what to look for as you're, as you're looking to, uh, into your future? Wow, this is really exciting. We will know exactly what to look for. Wow. Yeah, okay. They don't know what questions to ask. They don't know what to look for. So probably the best way to say it is in these two days we're gonna open we're gonna open your eyes to that. Wow. This is this is really awesome. So I'm really, really very excited. And the last question is what's your greatest attribute to your success? <laughs> The greatest attribute to my success, I, I never stop learning. I, I know, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I never stop learning. Um, and, I, and, I, and I work on this. And I work on my personal growth. I, I'm always uh, looking at my beliefs, my thoughts. I mean, if one thing, if you took nothing away from this webinar right now, one thing, be aware of your thoughts. Just every once in a while, listen to your thoughts. Listen to your beliefs. Because I catch myself all the time, every day with this negative thought, this negative belief. And I stop myself and I catch myself and I go, okay, so is that serving me or not? If, you, if, if we can start to be more aware about where, what our thoughts are, what our beliefs are, what we're saying to ourselves, what we're saying to other people, that's huge. That's huge. And then we talk about one of the keys to my successes. That would be one of the keys to my successes is being aware of all that self-talk and that self-chatter and that little voice in your head, as Blair Singer would say. Do you have a favorite quote that keeps you motivated or keeps you going, Kim? Um, there's a quote by, I think it was Emerson. I think it was Emerson. He said, nothing happens until something moves. Nothing happens until something moves. And to me, that says, if you're not in motion and you're not moving, nothing's going to happen. So I, I like to set goals for myself that I don't know if I can accomplish them. And then what I do is, so for example, with the book Rich Woman, I set a, yes, I set a, a deadline on when the book we set a deadline on when the book was going to launch and then everything from there went backwards. And so I said, okay, I agree to that. That means I got to get the book written by this time. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And I also have people around me who are counting on me to deliver. So that's one of my keys for a goal. I set a goal. I set a deadline and then I have people that are counting on me. So I don't want to let them down. Wow. So it's not just your own responsibility, but also your responsibility to others. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have, and you've got to, in, in order to be successful, you've got to have a good team of people. And the most number one factor for me, and I learned this the hard way, is I only want to be around people and deal with people who I trust. And that's huge. So for example, Richard and Veronica of Success Resources, we've known each other for 22 years. I trust them explicitly but I only want to deal with people I trust. Too many people are only in it for the money. So if your goal, you know, we talk about goals. If your goal is to make money, if that's the goal, 
if, if, if you're starting a business and the goal of your business is to make money, chances are you're not going to make it because that goal is not strong enough when you hit the obstacles, when you have the setbacks, when you have the negative responses, when you have all of the, the problems that will come from being a business owner. If your whole goal is just to make money, not strong enough. You've got to have a real strong reason why you're in business. What's your purpose? What's the bigger picture? You know, what is it for you that's going to keep you going through that adversity? That's, that's key. Wow. So much. Thank you, Kim. Thanks so much for sharing with well, us so much you of your wisdom today. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the conversation oh, with you. And I really look forward to see you here in Singapore oh, together so with to Robert as well. I really am. I love Singapore. It's such a great spot. And the, and the people there are fabulous. We, we always yeah. have a great time. And, and the reason we do a women-only event is because we want to create a very safe, sacred place where women can share and be open and maybe talk about things that other times I wouldn't talk about. So it becomes a very intimate environment and uh, very powerful too. Do take action. Wait no further because you need to step out of your comfort zone and go invest in your financial future. Be that's a the, rich woman. That's the key to invest. It's time for you to invest in yourself. Yes. Yes. All right. So thank you guys. Thank you and take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honoured to have you here. Making more money in your business doesn't have to be stressful, time-consuming or difficult. Small changes can make a big difference. If you love this episode and you want more tools like this to use in your business, your team and your clients, visit our website at soulrichwoman.com S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com Sending you my love and speak to you soon.